Thanks again, you guys, for such great comments. You know when you tell me you love the Bible stories I'm telling, I could tell you stories all day long. Um, today, I've got to tell you about Esther. It is amazing. Did you know that there has been a plot to kill all of God's people before? This is not the first time, and I'm sure that if you're watching this channel, you're probably a follower of QAnon, and you know what they've plotted against us in a million ways, and they are not playing. The Agenda 21 is that they want to be rid of us, they want to do population control, and they'll do genocide. Uh, these people are not looking out for our best interests, and um, as Q has told us very clearly. So we're in a fight for our lives, but it's not the first time. So the story of Esther in the Bible, um, it's about nine chapters, so I'm not going to be able to read the whole thing, but um, I really encourage you to get on BibleGateway.com or on Version Bible app on your phone, because then you can actually have, listen to it as you're or, you know, rolling down the road or whatever. Um, it'll just read it to you. And again, I really like the NLT version. Um, I just like that. So just, thought, you know, just something for you to consider. So on this one, quite the story. This is based in the Persian Empire long, long ago. And the guy who, who was the king, he was, he did not play. And uh, he had a queen. Her name was Vashti. And she basically didn't do what he said one day, and so she ended up, well, she disappeared. We don't know what happened. If they sent her away or he killed her, we don't know. It doesn't really say, but they never could find her again, so you can figure that one out. I don't know. Anyway, so this guy is pretty ruthless, okay? He, you know, the movies make it out, and I'll put a movie at the bottom. I think it's a pretty good movie, but they, this guy was not someone who really, um, <laughs> he didn't have that good of a bedside manner. I'll, and so you'll learn more about that as we go along. But, you know, God used him, okay? So, and, and he's going to use prayer. This is the story that I um, studied that that compelled me to go and uh, to reach out to kids in our town, in our neighborhood, and to reach out everywhere I went. So this really changed uh, just my whole every day, that I realized that going on mission is not a going to a place. It's it's a it's a way that you do life. That everywhere you go, that you're bringing the love of God, the the His Word. You're bringing something of His Spirit into every place, wherever you go. So this is this was the story, and so I really encourage you to read it. It's a really a wonderful story. But yeah, it doesn't start out so good though, does it? <laughs> With the king doing that to Vashti. So they decide to. Oh, let me back up. The reason that God's people are there is because that's the when remember I told you about Daniel and all of them getting hauled into Babylon, the Persian Empire. This is the entire known world of the day. Okay, so the problem is they've been doing this evil stuff, the S and the C and the P, right? Y'all know what those are, and they've been going um, all these evil things and what the the, the Satan worshippers are doing now. Okay. And so now they have got to live in Babylon. And so, you know, they're like, oh, you know what? This is, we can, we can deal with it. We can put up with it. It's okay. 
kind of like we've done. We're like, okay, yeah, they took prayer out of schools. Oh, they won't let us pray and this and there. They won't let, you know, have the Bible here. And we're like, okay, okay. And that's kind of the way they were. They said, you know what? It's okay. We can live with that. We can live with it. And next thing you know, you're like, wait, I can't live with this anymore. This is, no, we're all standing up. No, that's it. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. So now that here they are in um, Babylon, and you don't really have freedoms over there. No. You know, you know, the entire Persian Empire, you don't have any freedoms. So now Vashti's gone. So the king says, you know, um, it's an amazing story about how that happened. But they're basically, hers, these guys who are around him, these drunkards, whatever, and they were wanting her to parade around. So they basically had said, look, we don't want you to have any woman who's treating you with disrespect. Blah. And so now they had this great idea because um, now he's like, well, where's Vashti? Well, he obviously can't go go get her. See, wherever she is, he can't, he can't get her. And so now, and he doesn't want all the guys to think, you know, he's not a man. Whatever. Anyway, so now he's, the guy said, hey, how about having a beauty contest and send, you know, go get all the girl, the beautiful girls in the entire empire and bring them and have them on a, um, a beauty contest. So they do. They go and they get these girls. They don't get a choice. They are grabbed basically into put in this harem and on uh, beauty treatments for a year. And sure, they, Lord only knows what they did to them to make them beautiful. And so here they are uh, in this situation. So the king just gets to go and pick one and each each night. And yeah. And so whether they want to be with him or not, they don't. And so if he, he might choose them. And if he doesn't, he discards them. They go in the harem and that's it. That's their life. They get to stay in the harem. Yuck. Anyway, so you can tell this guy, I'm not crazy about this guy. Um, but anyway, we're going to see how God's going to use him. So then... Here, Esther comes. She's one of the ones who's picked. And she's beautiful. But not only, like we always say, you know, pretty is as pretty does. She's beautiful on the inside. It doesn't matter so much on the outside if you're beautiful. If you're not beautiful on the inside. And she was a, a young woman of faith. She had been raised by her her cousin, Mordecai. Because her mother, and during this whole Babylonian captivity, Lord only knows where your mom and your dad would go. And so she didn't have her mom or her dad, but she has her cousin. So, and he's taught her how to live a life of faith. And you're going to learn about Mordecai too. Mordecai's amazing. Anyway, so here she is. She's in this, in this place and she's, uh, she's getting to beautified. And now she goes and the king immediately, he says uh, that she's the one. She is the one. So this was the Lord's hand. And you're going to see the Lord's putting things in place. And that's what's happening in America. The Lord has been putting things in place as we've prayed. And so don't neglect prayer because that is a means to an end. When we pray, God says, I will act. He's ordained that that's how it's going to be. And he's been putting things in place. You know, I am, so many others have been praying for years and I didn't know about all the evil, but I was asking the Lord to, to do a, a miracle in our country. And so he's been setting these sessions in place and Gaudi in place. And of course, our wonderful president Trump in place. So all these things have been putting, have been put in order and then, and to pull down these, this evil empire. Anyway, getting ahead of myself, but so now here she is, and she's going to be the queen. And so look at, you're going to see what the Lord is going to do. Her cousin, at one point, um, 
Mordecai discovered a plot uh, by some bad guys that they wanted to kill the king. And so he you know, notified them about it, and that kept the king from being killed. So, But he was never rewarded, so he didn't worry about it. He was just a good man. He didn't care. But there was this really bad guy. And so whenever <laughs> this guy's name is Haman, and so whenever um, we do teach the story to the kids, um, his, we call him Hateful Haman, and that just helps us remember who are all the people, all the players of the bad guys and the good guys. So Hateful Haman, and go boo, we have a sign that says boo. So Hateful Haman was just, he wanted to run the king. He wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. He is just not a good guy at all. So he is, um, he expects everyone as he goes through town everyone needs to bow down to him and so he is just like so many of these new world order people they expect us to bow down to them they make a ruling that we disagree with you just do what we tell you you bow down you you don't like what they're teaching in school too bad you just bow down to us you don't like the the foods that we get you bow down to us right and that and we're saying no we're not going to bow down to you and that's exactly what mordecai said no i'm not the other people are bowing down. I'm not bowing down. Not. All, however many of us that are QAnon fighters, the ones who are fighting for, uh, whether it's QAnon or you know, just the people who are fighting to expose these evil uh, people, all the things that they've done in so many ways, so many amazing people who are exposing the the chemtrails and exposing the MK Ultra and exposing all these things. We are all going, I'm not bowing down to you people. Not. So he's like that. Oh, now it ticks off Haman. He's like, well, then you know what I'm going to do. I'm going straight to the king, and I'm going to have him sign an edict with his fancy little ring. And now all of you people are going to be massacred. You all have an edict for your lives to be taken on a certain day. He rolled some dice and picked out a day in the month of Adar, I think it was, whatever it was. He, it's, it's important, but I don't remember it right now. But anyway, he's making this plot. Well, the king, you know, he went and told the king, they are disrespectful to you. Famous words. <laughs> that always gets the king upset because he's like not being respected. And so he's like, oh, we're going to go. We have to go. Oh, yes, then make it so. Then if these people are showing me disrespect, then they need to go. So he wants to kill them. He uh, So he gets the edict out there. So Mordecai finds out about it. And he's just, oh, no. Oh, he rips his clothes. He throws dust on his head. He's going through all of the town. And everybody's putting on sackcloth. They're just freaking out. And all, not only the town, but all of the uh, entire Persian Empire. The whole known world. They're all going to be killed. Well, the whole plot is satanic to kill off the Jewish people because the promise is that the Savior has to come through the Jews, okay? Through God's people, through Abraham's physical seed. And if he can snuff out that family, done, right? The Savior can't come. It's his, that's Satan's, that Satan's plot. He's always got a plot of evil that he's hatching against us. Anyway, so now, uh, so now they've got this plot and they're, they're all freaking out. Well, Esther doesn't even know about it. She's in her ivory tower. She has no clue. And oh, by the way, she never told, uh, the king that she was Jewish. Mordecai said, just keep that on the down low. Okay. And so, she, he doesn't even know, and she doesn't know that this is a, a plot, you know, because she's in her little world, her own little world, separate from anything that's going on with the regular people, okay? So now, uh, Mordecai sends a message to her. He says, you, he, well, she's like, well, she heard that he was looking horrible, 
she threw him, she sent him some clothes. She sent him some clothes. He needs some new clothes. No, he needs this problem solved. He doesn't need new clothes. And so then he, she begins to realize what's going on. And he says, you've got to do something about this. She says, but you don't understand. He's my husband. I'm the queen, but I don't go see him whenever I please. I, that's not our way our marriage works. He gets, he calls me. I don't call him. I don't get to pick when I get to go see him. And I said, he, she said, and he knew this, that if she went over there without being summoned, it was off with her head. And he had already done this to Bashti. So he's very, you know, capable and willing to do it, especially when his buddies get him all riled up about respect. Anyway, so now he says, well, you've been put in the position for such a time as this. That's the famous passage in this. In, I think it's in Esther chapter four. Um, you know what? You and I have been put in this in this country for such a time as this we are here and the lord has quickened us he's awakened us to know what's going on he has and he puts in each one of us what he wants each one of us to do we have been put in this place for such a time as this just like esther this was what, four thousand years ago whatever it was so um so yeah he it's as if he was um in, in every province this is chapter four of esther Verse 3, and in every province where the king's command and decree arrived, there was a great mourning among the Jews with fasting and weeping and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. They were beside themselves. So now she's, she's finding out about it, and she says, look, this is what we're going to have to do. Um, he, Mordecai told Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent... At this time, relief and deliverance will arise from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. That's verse 14 of chapter 4. So the Lord is going to deliver our country. And so the question is not whether he's going to deliver it, but are you going to be silent? Am I going to be silent? Okay, am I going to be a part of what the Lord is doing in this day? And the answer on that is a big yes, right? And he says, who knows? If the, if the Lord didn't awaken you and, 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 and let you know about this and put you in this position for such a time as this. And so Esther said, this is the plan. Okay, this is what we're going to do. You gather everyone, who everyone in Shushan, whatever it is, and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. And my maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. It's against the law to, for her to do that. If I perish, I perish. I think that's the way you and I feel. You know, we're, we're raising up our heads and we are standing up in the middle of the situation. And we're saying, you know what, if whatever happens, I'm, I'm going to stand up. And if I perish, I perish, okay? And so we're, we're not going to be um, frightened by them at all. We're going to put our trust in the Lord, right? So she says for them to fast. And so, yes, that's from food. Um, that's also fasting from just your regular, normal, everyday stuff. So let's say, uh, you know, under normal circumstances, you probably would be watching sports or, or just hanging out with your friends or, you know, going on vacation. or And I just, you know, right now I just feel like I can't do that. I have to fast from that. I have to stop and focus, focus, focus on what 
on fighting this battle, right? So that's that's what I feel is is a big part of fasting is it's not so much about the food as much as it is about focusing on what the Lord would have us to do for such a a time as this. So she said, this is what you guys are going to do. Now that for three days, imagine no food, no water for three days. This is this is this is serious time. This is like serious, like the, the war paint, right? We got it. We have got to get, and we've got to hear from the Lord. So when she was fasting, she was able to hear from the Lord exactly what He was going to want her to do, and get the courage that she needed, and the and the direction that she needed. Okay, so they all did this, and they all prayed throughout all of the the kingdom, uh, whom the Lord had put this on their hearts to to fight, and they're all obviously like upset so now and so this forces you know sometimes i'm like why do we have to know some of this horrible stuff it forces us to pray it forces us to act okay so that's a big part of it now so then what happened is so that after three days she anointed herself she dressed herself she fixed her hair she got all pretty and uh, looking you know in her queenly outfit and so then she went to see the king and she was you know by the by the power of god in her she had the courage to go and so but she didn't go in with guns blazing these videos that show her going in with just busting open the door and here i am and you're a that's not the way it was she went humbly and respectfully and i'm talking about going before the lord that i don't go in guns blazing this is the way it's gonna be it's it's that we go in his power yes boldly but respectfully and so she went respectfully um and i girls i do the same thing with my husband my husband's so sweet oh my goodness he allows me to do he, he, he works so hard so I can do what I do. And he spoils me completely. But I don't treat him ever with disrespect. I just treat him, you know, we play and we kid around. But I am, uh, he knows, you know, I do not play. Anyway, so she went to the king and even more. And so she went humbly bowing. And so, thankfully, the Lord put it on the king's heart to hold out the scepter. And so she touched that scepter and so was not off with her head. Her head was fine. And so this is the other thing is she, when she went to him, she didn't say, King, ah, I'm freaking out. This Haman is trying to kill us. She didn't do that. She used God's wisdom, his timing. And she said, I would love to have a wonderful dinner for you. And Haman, Look how the Lord had led her to do something that I would just be like, but I'm not doing that. But the Lord will put it on our hearts as we focus on him, as we seek his face, as we study his word, he will put in our hearts what he would have us to do. Okay. And it'll be the thing that will really get to the issue. Okay. And solve the problem. Okay. My own wisdom is not going to work. Okay. I need the Lord's wisdom. And sometimes it doesn't make sense in the world's eyes, but that's okay. It makes sense to the Lord and he's the one who's in control. So, he said, yes, he would love to come. And um, he had actually said, what would you have? He knew that she had taken her life in her hands by coming into the throne room. And so he said, what would you have me to do? And she was like, that's all I want you to do is to come to have dinner with you and Haman. Have to. And so he, she makes this amazing spread. He comes and he just is like, this is amazing. I love that everything was wonderful. It was just the biggest to do she Put on the whole dog, right? So now he says, what would you have me do? And she said, you know, I would love it if you would come again tomorrow night. <laughs> Esther, I would be like, I've got to tell you what's going on. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I cannot keep a secret. 
if I've got something like a Christmas present for somebody, I'm like, I want to give it to you now. Anyway, so she did not do that. She was like under God's control. His spirit was moving in her. And so she said, come tomorrow night. So, um, so, so the next night, get a load of what the Lord does. This is so cool. Um, uh, the king can't sleep. And so he's, he's tossing, he's turning. And so he wakes up in the middle of the night. Well, what's he going to do? He doesn't have the news to turn. He doesn't have YouTube, whatever. So he calls one of his uh, historians. Two or three in the morning, he calls a historian. Isn't that crazy? He says, read to me uh, some of our history. And so he goes and look, look at what he opens to. He opens to the page where it talks about that Mordecai had saved his life. Look at the Lord. Look at the Lord. He woke him up. He put it on his heart to look at the book. The Lord had the guy open the page. Isn't this something? He had him open the page right to that page in the book. And so he says, well, did he ever get any uh, any any reward for that? And he said, no, it doesn't say here that he got any reward. He says, well, we need to rectify that immediately. So he goes the next morning and he's sitting there thinking, well, what should I do to, to honor Mordecai? And so um, he says, you know what? I think I'll ask Haman. <laughs> this is so funny. You guys, this is so funny. So he Haman came in. He says, what shall be done for the man whom the king wants to honor? This is uh, chapter 6, verse 6. And so Haman thought in his heart, well, I'm sure the king's talking about me. He wants to honor me. And so uh, Haman answered, well, for the man whom the king delights to honor, let a royal robe be brought, which the king has worn, and a, a horse on which the king has ridden, which has a royal crest placed on its head. Then let this robe and horse be delivered to the hand of the one of the king's most noble princes, that he may array the man whom the king delights to honor. Then parade him on horseback through the city square and proclaim before him, thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. And then the king said, oh, I love that whole plan. I love that. You go ahead, take the robe and the horse and do all that for Mordecai. <laughs> oh my gosh. Haman was horrified. Horrified. He was the one who wanted to be on the royal horse. He was the one who wanted the king's crown. He was the one who wanted the royal everything to be the king of the world and paraded around. And he had to parade around Mordecai. This is the one whom the king wants to honor. Everyone look at Mordecai. <laughs> he was so mad. He could not think he was so mad. He was so mad. And this is our enemy. He wants to be the king of the world. He wants to be the prince of the world. He wants to tell everybody what to do, how to do it. And, and be able to kill people. I mean, just evil, right? This is, this is Satan. He wants, to, he wants to do this. And so, no, it's our Lord Jesus who gets to be paraded around. He's the one who is the king of the world. He is the one who every knee shall bow. He is the one who everyone will confess that he is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's the one who's king of kings and lord of lords, right? So, yeah, anyway, that was just so funny. Look how the Lord does. This is what happens when we pray. We seek his face and just and, and ask him to guide us, right? Just amazing things end up happening. It's, I, you know, really my life every day is something else. I'm just, yeah. Anyway, so do that. Just do that. Do Let's all do that every day. So now he goes and he parades him around. Well, he's got the dinner meeting, the, di the second dinner 
things are not going well. Let's just put it that way. Not going well. <laughs> it's not going to go well. So now he goes, uh, he goes and he gets dressed. He goes to the dinner. And, and uh, what he, I didn't tell you, he had made uh, a hangman's noose, actually a skewer for, uh, for uh, Mordecai. And yeah, he was wanting to, he was wanting to put him to death because every time he would pass by and that guy would bow, he would just, so mad. he was just so mad. So yeah, there he goes. And he's, yeah, realizing he's not going to be able to execute Mordecai. So now he goes to the dinner. And so the, again, Esther with the beautiful spread and all the fancy everything and just all, all, and on and on and on and on and on she goes. And so at the end of the dinner, she says, he says, what? do you want? I want to give you up to half of my kingdom. I don't know. A bunch. Give me. Tell me what do you want. I will give it to you. Whatever. And she says, I don't want anything except the life of my people. Isn't that the way we feel, y'all? We don't need, we just need our people. We need freedom. We want justice. We want to be left alone. We want to be able to live our lives and raise our kids the way that God has told us to raise them and to be at peace. Is that too much to ask? Clearly it has been. Anyway, so he's, she said, he's trying, he's put on an edict to kill me and my, all of my people. And that's when she confessed that she was one of God's people and which he had known. Oh my goodness. Haman is He's had a bad day. He's had a bad day. So now he's, oh, my nose is itching. Anyway, so um, he's just, now he's like, oh, no. Oh, this, is, this can't, this can't, this whole thing, it can't be happening. This is exactly what's happening with the New World Order. They've been doing all this for so long, and they've been winning, 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 and all of a sudden, they, every day, lose, 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 lose. They've had so many bad days back to back. They just bam, 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 boom, boom, boom. It's just too funny. So then uh, he is he is so upset that, that he would have a plot to kill his beautiful queen after he'd already lost Vashti, right? And so now he goes out to the, to the, to the porch to think about what he's going to do. Well, Haman is beside himself. He's, he, he starts to panic, and he, he bows down to her and begging her. So he's basically right all over her lap. Well, the king walks in, and he's, Are you assaulting my queen? What are you doing? And so immediately the hangman came, and they, they covered his head, and they escorted him out, and he went on the hangman's skewer that had been prepared for Mordecai. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Boom! Yeah! Isn't that awesome? What they've planned for us, they're going to get it! Oh, it makes me so burnt up! Yay! All that they planned for us. You know what? There's a, a, prayer, a verse in the Bible that says that, that let them fall into the pit that they dug for us pray that. They've dug this pit and y'all, I just now looked up in the sky and there's another big old chemtrail. These people will not stop. They will not stop. You think, oh, well, they will finally stop but they won't stop. They won't. They just won't. They won't stop. They have to be destroyed because they will not stop because just as you and I are being led by God's spirit, these people are being led by the demonic spirit and they won't stop. They will not stop. They will not until they are destroyed. So, now, now the next thing I wanted to tell you, isn't it amazing? I love that story. So now the king made an edict that all the people, oh, you got to hear this, in, um, in uh, chapter 8 of, of Esther. Oh, isn't this amazing? Isn't this amazing? So 
who knew? We had this, this has happened years ago. Same thing. So <clears throat> she says, if it pleases the king, if I found favor in your sight, this is chapter 8, verse 5, and the thing seems right to the king, and I'm pleasing in his eyes. Listen to this check. <sighs> if it pleases the king, if I found favor in his sight, and the thing seems right in, to the king, I'm and I'm pleasing in his eyes. She's not demanding at all. She's begging, but she's and she's pleading, but she's not. Um, she doesn't have a tood. Let it be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman, the son of the uh, Hamadatho, the Agagite, which he wrote to annihilate the God's people who were in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that will come to my people? And how can I endure to see the destruction of my countrymen? Isn't that how we feel? How can we stand to see all of the destruction, all these people with cancer and autism and all these, the financial and all this, right? And all over the world. So he said, indeed, I've given Esther the house... Uh, the house of Haman, and they have hanged him on the gallows because he tried to lay his hand on the Jews. You yourself write a decree concerning the Jews as you please in the king's name and seal it with the signet ring for whatever is written in the king's name and seal with the signet ring no one can revoke. So she's writing down exactly what she wants to happen, and that's what we're doing. When we are saying this is what we want, that's what Q's told us, tell us what you want. You get to be, this is a uh, our, our government by the people by the people so you write down whatever you want and so that's exactly what she did and so um anyway they they they, they put this out and so all the everyone was saved isn't that a beautiful and so now um i'm going to read one last thing to you it said that um a copy of the document <coughs> was to be issued as a decree in every province and published for all the people so the Jews would be ready on that day to avenge themselves on their enemies. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. And then on in chapter 9, it says, uh, verse 5, Thus the Jews defeated all their enemies with the stroke of the sword, with slaughter and destruction, and did what they pleased with those who hated them. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We will defeat all of our enemies with the stroke of the sword. And sometimes it's a sword out of our mouth. It's that truth and exposing them and bam, they're done. With slaughter and destruction and they did whatever they pleased with those who hated them. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, my nose. I guess there's, I'm allergic to something out here. <laughs> the chemtrail got to me. I um, I hope you enjoyed this story. I You can tell. It fires me up. And to see that we are doing that and we are destroying the plot of the New World Order, the Agenda 21, all these bloodlines who have plotted evil against us, we are destroying their plot and they are going to fall into the pit that they dug for us. And that is happening in our day. You see it happening. You see it happening as Saudi Arabia, that power structure crumbled. And now the people there are in have freedom and you see it in north korea the unification that no longer is it a cia rogue state you see it in china and armenia and syria and now iran we're getting to see this happening you guys everywhere every day every day so next the state and the c you know what a right and oh my goodness then maybe they'll stop spraying me <laughs> every day <coughs> we're getting to see this with our very eyes I'm so excited that we get to live in this day. The whole thing is crumbling. The, the plot is, is to being dismantled every day. We give thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have given this wisdom 
to these and you've placed these people in the positions of power so and they know what's going on they have all the information and that they are putting everything in place to get justice served i thank you for them i thank you for sessions and for huber and for goodlad and for nunez and for gaudi and on and on so many good strong men and women and that all those who have done evil are being removed from their positions of power all over the world we thank you for all the assets that have been seized so that all that they've stolen from us is being brought back to us we thank you that that all these indictments are there in place and that every day we're going to see justice come to our back to our country we thank you that we're going to be uh, saved from all of their evil plots against us we thank you lord guide us we ask you to guide our thoughts guide our minds set things in place so that we have um everything just goes exactly according to your to your word and your will and help us to be part of what you're doing help us to be those esters that no matter what we're going to stand and we're going to do what you've told us to do and if we perish we perish but we know we're going to be bringing you honor no matter what and we trust that you are going to let us live to see the day when your kingdom comes and your will is done on this earth as it is in heaven. We are excited that you are the king of the world. You're the one who deserves to ride on the royal steed and wear the royal crown and be the king of the world. And all these other empires are going to be gone. And the beautiful kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will rule the world. We cannot wait. We cannot wait. Thank you for letting us be a part of this and be a, riding along alongside of you. We give you the praise in Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next time.